Welcome to the Bangin' and Clangin' Sports Podcast. But that is not this. This is the ATL Fitness Podcast brought to you by the Bangin' and Clangin' Podcast. Welcome, Hugh Dawkins. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's going on, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to have you on the podcast. We've been talking back and forth. We did a uh, an IG Live uh, a couple weeks ago and last week. Um, but yeah, what what have you been up to? Tell the people about yourself, the listeners. Okay, well, my name is Q Dawkins. I am a marketing coordinator, and I produce uh, content. Um, I have my own uh, reality TV show that I was working on, and soon to be back in production with that. Um, but currently, I've been um, doing a spiritual, uh, been on a spiritual quest. Uh, so I've been trying to get myself mentally and spiritually and physically in alignment in order for me to um, basically uh, manifest the things that I want in my life the way that I want it. So I'm starting within and working my way externally. So internally working on myself and eventually uh, when uh, things are finished with production, um, it's going to be what it's supposed to be. So then I just have a lot of growing to do. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit of reality TV. I have been, I was on a couple episodes of Love and Hip Hop, uh, probably about now, this is probably about tw- uh, 10 years ago. Uh, I was a tra- one of Stevie J's trainers back in the day. <laughs> believe it or believe it or not. Uh, yeah, I was I was training uh, Stevie J and Jasmine mm. um, back back in the day. What is your opinion on the current state of reality TV? That was morphed um, even even from then, uh, from that particular time, uh, 2013. So um, social media had not it had not taken over yet. It was still building mm. to uh, to what it is now. Um, so, so what's your take on reality TV and how it's changed and how, how you want to progress the, the art form, the medium? Um, so that is completely out of my brand with, um, love and hip hop, though I have my own personal connections to love and hip hop as well. Um, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, and I will say is what I want our people in a community, the black community, the American community to realize is there's two sides to the story. That's one. Two, reality TV is not reality TV. When you're True. in front of that camera, you are in, you're, you're on a show. So therefore, whoever you are may be magnified in some ways or may be downplayed in some ways, but it's not all that you are. So those who take it, those who are allowing reality TV to um, be reality in their eyes. Um, I feel it's the most toxic shit ever. It's like, no, watch the show. I appreciate the show. Love the art form, but it's not reality. It's not reality at all. Very much. It is, it is staged, you know, uh, we, you know, we, we do a take just like, just like any other, 
just like any other production, you do a take. Um, then they, they run it back and you do it again. They ask you, it's like, okay, can you stand here and say this? Can you stand over here and say this? And let's try it from this angle. So, yeah, you are 100% right. I don't know if most people realize that. I think most people watch it with, and, and don't take it with a grain of salt. They just assume that what they're seeing is actually happening and that's the way that it's playing out. Yeah, I think it's sad that that's, that's actually – a big possibility is very sad, but um, for those who do uh, realize that it's not reality, it's entertainment. It's good entertainment. It's toxic entertainment. It's messy entertainment. Um, and as someone who is also an artist, I think we should be mindful of the platforms that we are on um, because it can prolong, not prolong, but it can slow down the process of us trying to manifest things because we're creating this image that that might not be pleasing to those who want to invest because they thinking themselves it's reality TV. <laughs> now, so, the thing um, too, I was going to say I haven't watched it. I mean, when I was doing when I did that that show, Love and Hip Hop, um, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything. I was just I was just training people and um <laughs> they came to that, that's, that's what I was doing. I was training people and, and they wanted me to to train these these people. And um, so I was like, all right, I can I can do that because that's what I was doing at that time. So um, I was able to get in there and do that. But the overall reaching show or um, the overall reach of the show is is very negative, especially to the community that is representing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but. I um I just oh my god I don't watch it anymore but I do keep track of what's going on on Love and Hip Hop and for where it's at I just think man anything for anybody uh, people do anything for a check anything for clout and I'm not that judging is, nobody you got to do yeah. what you got to do you got to do what you got to do but I think far as those who are not on the show they just need to be hip hop if you hip hop, but don't think that that's hip hop. You can't allow, um, you can't, you have to pick and choose what influenced you. You have to be accountable with how you, um, the things that you do. Um, some people, they're easily influenced by influencers without the presence of conscience. They're unconsciously. Um, taking on these personalities and thinking that oh this these views align with how I should be because maybe in their home they're not being given the right teachings so they're getting it from reality TV and they go out here they party they club they do drugs because they're trying to live that life that 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 life which brings me to another topic um, now influencers big in this in this world that we live in right now um when i was coming up we didn't have we didn't have influencers that exist in, in this in this realm like like i was gonna say an influencer to me back in the day would have been michael jordan you know that mm -hmm. would have been an influencer because michael jordan nice. you know he was getting us to drink gatorade and buy sneakers he was influencing us to do that um another one would be like um i don't i don't know i was, I was trying to think of another another global type person or, or Michael Jackson. 
Ron DMC in the Adidas, the Adidas shoes, you know, or the, the Adidas jumpsuits that everybody rocked back in the day. Those were influencers. No, but no, the, no, no. Oh, those, those, those are, I think, okay. So I think that you're minimizing their influence. Yep. Um, their influence wasn't just the shoes. I mean, far as, uh, far as oh, Michael cultural. Jordan, it wasn't just yeah. the shoes for Michael Jordan. It was everything about Michael Jordan. Every young man wanted to be Michael Jordan. They wanted yeah. the shoes. They wanted to be able to like play professional basketball. Everybody yeah. was playing ball. There was basketball movies. It was just in your face, and he was the face of that um, that 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 uh, generation. And even now, I think it's kind of everybody want to be rappers and thugs and trappers now. But that was his Mac. That was his brand. That was his his influence on the culture for the young men at those times. Where Run DMC, it was the swagger. It was the clothes. It was the hats the glasses, the shoes, the way you walk. New York swag was everywhere, and they set the tone for that. It was in our comedy. It was in our movies. They influenced people on a culture, and I think that that's what it is. It's people who influence a culture, and with Love & Hip Hop, they influencing a negative side of the culture, which when it gets pushed overseas, people have this idea of what it means to be an African-American or what it means to be an American. And it is not true. There's yeah. so much more to it. The, the thing that's different now than, than when I was coming up, the negativity that is pushed to the forefront instead of the positivity. But Michael Jordan, it was his hard work, his work ethic. He mm -hmm, was, mm -hmm. he was he, clean record, just the perfect spokes guy, didn't get in any trouble. Um, and he won like, like he, he would not have been as big of a, of a star of a, of an icon had he had not won winning was first with Michael. That was the first thing, um, that, that is what made him him. That's what sold the shoes. That's what sold his image. That's what sold everything. Um, but now, you know, these, these guys, you don't know how a lot of them make their money. You just don't. You, I mean, the, you have a lot of people in love and hip hop. It's like, I don't know. I, I have no idea who these people are, right? Most, most of them. They're, they're not household names. Driving Lamborghinis. Driving <laughs> McLarens. Driving Rolls Royce trucks. And, like, I was like, huh. T -t in their, it, it, but they do. I Like, I can't explain it. And I, and I I can't do it. Like, when I see Michael, it's like, all right, Michael's got the shoe deal. He's, he's got the sneaker. I mean, he's got the NBA contract. He's won all these 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 things. He's got Haynes. He's got all these things. He got Run the ball, DMC. Women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run, Run DMC. You know what? They're selling they're selling millions of records. That's where their money's coming from, right? These guys here, you just don't know. But they but they have to present that image that they're successful, even if they're not. Yeah, exactly, and that's where that fake part come in. These people are perpetrating the. Uh, a lifestyle and a class that they may not actually be living and um with them being able to do that is a business agreement a business deal i'm going to endorse you because you're on a platform that's going to bring my company my business my brand money so therefore just like if they were signing to a big label contract they can have all this luxury clothes and shoes for these events but that paycheck ain't it ain't 
matching up to what they look like. What do you see? And cheated. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and we live in a, and we live in a city where there is a lot of that. Oh yeah, fake it till you make it. Yeah, we uh, are the, the Atlanta is the fake it till you make it capital. I don't do fake it till you make it. Good. You, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. As, as a as a as people in throughout the city or throughout that, I, I I tell people this all the time. Do not put any onus on what other people think of you. The mm. only the only person that you have to live up to their expectations is yourself. And that's with fitness, that's with business, that's with education, it's the way that you carry yourself. All of that. You have to live up to your standards. And that's you all have you to have be to do. accountable for yourself. You can't let, I say this all the time, you cannot let outside things dictate your reality and what you want in your life. You have to know what you want in your life and you have to go out there and get it get it yeah you, you do you have to go out there and and be the best best you um if you're gonna twerk you better twerk your life away not because you twerked on <laughs> love and hip-hop but because you want to be the best twerker you can be this is this is I'm true just, this I'm, is I'm, very true <laughs> and, and i was gonna say in the fitness space uh so so how long how long have you been training how long have you been working out um so i been working out since I was a kid as well. Okay. Um, and what inspired me, and I hate to say this because I don't have such a great uh, relationship with my father and Father's Day is coming up, but I'm honest with that. Don't have a good relationship. But his energy when he was younger and his um, care for sports and fitness and just, you know, being A1, it left a mark on me, and it stayed. And my mother, she was big on me when I was a kid, eating healthy. So that just played those things left a stain inside myself. So as I got older, um, health issues came into play, and I started becoming more conscious of myself, also having a grandmother who was diabetic, of like what is going on. So when I got to um, high school, going into high school, I started really working out. My mother got me a trainer. I started like learning about, you know, calories and protein intakes and smoothies and um, cutting dairy from my diet. I started doing soy, which is not good. And I just started trying to uh, cook healthy foods because I've been cooking since I was in third grade. So. I was cooking healthy foods um, and then college, it would just took me to another level because like, hey, you know, I look good for my age. I was decent, small guy, but decent. And it was just a different, like I moved from Detroit to Florida and just seeing some of the people and their fitness and their, how they was living and carrying themselves. I was like, I want that for myself. I want to accomplish those goals because, you know, for myself because I want to see myself in that same light. Right. So I, um, uh, mind you, and I had two surgeries already for um, my health issues. Uh, but uh, back to um, the working out. So I end up getting a trainer. My second trainer was Carlos and he pushed me. 
and he gave me the best fucking workout routines ever. And he was, I, I stayed consistent. I, I stayed consistent. And when I went to school, people saw that I was getting in shape and the attention wasn't seeking it, but it felt good to know that I was achieving my fitness goals and people were acknowledging and giving me compliments because of it. So it just made me want to work harder. Now I fell off and that's because I started allowing outside things to influence me in bad ways. And when I fell off, I gained the most unhealthy weight I've ever gained in my life. I went from like five, six or seven, like, um, percent, um, uh, fat to 158 pounds. And majority of that was fat and I had lost muscle. My cheeks were fat. My stomach was fat and I was just busted like a can of biscuits. Um, I mean, a little cute in the face, but I was busted like a can of biscuits. Um, and then I started getting um, help. I had a therapist, started talking to them, getting some traumas and stuff off my chest and things that happened as a kid. And I started talking to, um, um, you know, groups, like going to groups and stuff to talk about things um, because it was a internal issue that was starting to change my outer <clears throat> presence. I wasn't in a happy place. I was in a, like, I achieved my fitness goals, but I'm not happy. I achieved certain financial place, but the people that was around me was taking, taking, taking. So now I go completely into a internal way of treating myself. So I started meditating, started studying different walks of life, started um, praying. I started you know, back eating healthy. I started um, separating myself from toxic shit and I lost all the fat, but now it was time to start back working out. And I worked out again, but now instead of just thinking about the protein, I was thinking about my overall mental, physical, and spiritual health. So I started trying to eat better and do better. I stopped smoking cigarettes. Um, I limit my intake of alcohol and it just became like maintaining. And now I'm at a place where I am looking to be in great shape again, but I haven't lost the experiences that put me in a place of being mindful of how the foods that I eat <clears throat> can also play a part in how I'm able to process the stress and things going on around me mentally. Absolutely. Absolutely. All that, all the, it, everything is connected. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, mental thoughts just just the way that you're thinking about just try to always stay in your mind yeah never say negative things about your body or or your performance or anything i because do that all the time but it doesn't yeah. i don't yeah <laughs> try not to do it try not to do it because you're because your your body doesn't know the difference if you're joking or not it just knows it, it's it's uh it's the the input is negative that's all mm -hmm. it knows so i try never never to Never say discouraging things about yourself. No matter what. See, I always had this joke, though. I always tell people, like, because people say I'm a little bit attractive. I always tell people I'm 50% ugly, 50% cute. <laughs> and it's like, what? I was like, yeah, I mix. I get it from my dad. 
It's like, what's your dad? <laughs> but ugly. <laughs> They're like, accidents happen. <laughs> That's what plan B's and condoms for. Ah. Uh. <laughs> All right, so so of this, all right, so you've got your now you've got your routine, you've got everything, um, you're locking it in, um, and you have just like just like I have, you've gone online and you see you see all, there's just so much information now. Oh yeah, so so much, so many people. Uh, there's so many different different trainers trained differently now than when I started. Um, there there's so many different like. Like, I don't know, gurus out there that have like, oh, this is the way you do it. I only do it this way. You got uh, vegans saying, oh, I'm a vegan. I'm, I'm only going to do it this way. Uh, you got power lifters saying that this is the way to do it. You know, four sets, you know, five minute rests. You got to have- find out what works for your body, for you, and you got to stick with it. Yeah. Um, is it, is you think that it's in general, is it very hard for people to move forward? Now, because they just don't know who to follow. Um, I can say that um, having so much content being put in front of us when it comes down to these fitness people can slow the process down. I wouldn't say that it's completely handicapping people, but I would say it's slowing the process down because... We are back. Now, we were talking about the way that there are so many influencers. There's so many different types of training. There are just so many different avenues to get to where you want and just trying to find out the best one for you. Okay. Um, So, I believe I stopped with – there are so um, many – there's so much content coming to us in regards to fitness – that I feel like um, it creates, it can create some anxiety inside people who want to get started because there's these high expectations because of the method in which it's being like given to us isn't one of it's going to happen fast. It's like, no, you want to see, like we see these people and we want to be like these people, look like these people and not realize it takes time. So a person gets defeated knowing that they actually have to put the work in to get those, to get to that point and be like the trainer who's uh, motivating them uh, or supposed to be motivating them, uh, especially when there's so much coming to you. Right. Um, And I think um, that's really the only thing I can say about um, the content because um, I myself can get to a place where it's like, I want to work out. I really want to work out, but now I'm slightly depressed because I didn't get the results or the gains that I wanted within the time that I already tried. And a lot of these people can follow some of these follow um, fitness gurus on social media and check out their sites. And they need more interaction. That's why I'm really big on having someone actually be present there. Um, if yeah. I have to give any advice, just to cut it, like to get onto the point. Yeah. Uh, it's pros and cons to everything. At the end of the day, if you want something, 
It's not going to be given to you. You have to go out there and get it. If you want to be in shape, you really want to be healthy, then you have to do exactly that. You cannot dream of an ideal life that you don't want to actually make a reality. And that's going to take action. So you have to make sacrifices. And sometimes the sacrifices is putting down the fried foods, putting down the toxic um, space, you know, putting away the toxic space and environment and um, cutting out all the things that's not going to be beneficial for you. Come. No, I like that. I mean, that's all true. That's true. Um, being mentally focused and on top of what you have to do is, is key to, to fitness. It's all, I mean, it is a, so much of it is mental, you know, being in the right mind space and uh, being, being focused and dialed in um, when you get in there and yeah, and just block bad stuff and just focusing. It's just whatever, whatever amount of time, if it's an hour, 90 minutes, two hours, whatever you got, or 30 minutes, make that your time to focus in on you and what you have to do in that time. Even if it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day. Yep. One step at a time. Take a little bit by little bit. If you're serious about this, if you're serious about it, you will find a way. I think that um, when it came down to me stopping smoking cigarettes, what helped me to do that was I changed my diet and found carrots and hummus as a substitute for when I had my cravings. And um, whenever I would try to uh, smoke a cigarette, it didn't taste right. It was, it just tastes nasty. Now I'm not going to say I'm perfect because I'm still working progress. I'm not smoking cigarettes though. I'm not smoking cigars. I'm not smoking cigarettes. I'm not smoking anything other than a turkey and um, a brisket if I can. <laughs> but um, I've been hitting the vapes. That's been my unhealthy, uh, my unhealthy habit. And I don't think it's a nicotine. I think it's a sugar. Uh, <laughs> is there is there sugar in vapes yeah it's sweet are you kidding i did not know that so there's actually so it's it's like it's like skittles almost they actually have a flavor like skittles unreal yeah so i was i was not aware of that at all yeah it's a double whammy it's it's sweet so i've had one that tastes like a mojito i have one that tastes like cotton candy um right now i have one that tastes like a banana and um, I can't eat bananas, so this is like, you know, hey, banana flavor, and it's something kind of to kill the thing, but it's still a bad habit. Just like if you were to have a piece of candy, eat enough of it, you get cavities. Yeah. So too much of anything is bad for you. Yeah, I'm um, the same. I'm going to say I'm the same way. I, I eat like every now and then, you know, the, the hardest part for me is being in line at the checkout thing and you know they have that big wall of candy right there by the thing <laughs> and i and i'm fighting myself sometimes i gotta grab a bag of skittles sometimes i gotta oh, do damn. it i gotta do it i mean I, I fight it as much as i can especially during the summertime I during hate the summertime skittles. uh how, how how see but here's here's my thing you want it, this is the weirdest thing and i i don't know where why why i do this um so i get my skittles right like like i get like 15 of them and I put them in my mouth and I, and I, and I get them to like where they're soggy and then I chew them up like paste. So I have this big wad of skills, <laughs> but I do I skills. I can't get, <laughs> but, here, 
Here's the thing. I do not swallow the sugar. I spit it like tobacco. So I don't ingest Ew. the sugar. Man, that's, fucking, that's, that's nasty. So, so I'm not I'm not eating that big, even though there is sugar, because you're you're as you as you get them soggy, you're you're the sugar's going in. But I spit it like tobacco. And I just spit it out in the trash or wherever I'm at. And that's that's how I eat my Skittles. I do not ingest the glob <laughs> of sugar. That that's, that is. But um, that is my that is my one food weakness. That is my food weakness mm. is the Skittles. So I, I do better during the summer. Like most summers, I don't. I, I I go summers without it. This summer, I've had a couple. I've had like a like three or four bags. But whatever. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm getting <laughs> away from that. Bags. I'm done. Um, I'm done. My, the king guilty, the king size my bags. Guilty, my guilty um outside like when it comes down to food, my guilty uh item, like I'm big into pies, cakes, and sweets like that, but I really love brisket. Uh brisket. I can eat brisket all day, every day. I ate so much brisket, I actually gave myself high cholesterol. Oh wow. So I knew, but it tastes so good as like I'm about to die happy. Just like Elvis on the toilet trying to pass a stone. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing with with that. Uh, are there foods out there that you think that people think are healthy that aren't, that they, they consume on a daily basis? Pork. Pork. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, um, yeah. Really high fat content, really high cholesterol content also. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, seafood. Seafood, that's another good one. Yep. Um, it's, um, mm, oh, too much greens. Too much greens, okay. Yep, because too much greens, what happens if you consume too much vitamin A, it can not only cause possible hair loss, but other health issues. Um, okay. So you got to have a balanced diet. You have to have, you have to make sure that your portions are Correct. Even with too much, um, eating too much uh, carrots, uh, there's uh, there's bad effects to that. Um, again, you got to have balance. Too much sea moss. You eat too much of it. It's healthy, but you eat too much of it. There's going to be adverse effects on your body because your body cannot process all of that. And what I've heard is too much sea moss will actually cause you um, possible cancer and thyroid problems. Oh, wow. I was not aware of that. Yep. So you you have to you have to make sure that just like with medicine, with alcohol, with anything, proportion. I think that in America we're big on quantity versus quality, and we consume more than what we should of certain items and foods, not realizing the damage that we're doing to our body. When there's healthy ways to like fill fill ourselves up when we are hungry and sometimes when we're hungry we're actually thirsty but people don't realize you just need to get you a cup of water just a cup of water you're thirsty not hungry um but yeah so i would um i would say everything everything has the potential to be unhealthy everything has potential to be unhealthy because if you do too much of it eventually those benefits that you wanted is now 
you're overloading your body and you're not letting your body do it what it was supposed to do with those um vitamins and nutrients now those vitamins and nutrients are poison to your body yeah yeah no i i definitely i agree i agree and that's some knowledge that i did i was not aware of but yeah overdosing on certain things uh too much vitamin d also um is bad for Don't you want to have lumpy pee yeah yeah that happened to my brother he was drinking too much milk and his piss was lumpy oh yeah that is that's not good that is definitely not good that is is your brother okay now oh no this happened when he was a kid okay good good he's all right. good all right high yellow <laughs> all right i want to get more back into your reality show because i wasn't i wasn't even aware that you were working on that um oh. Um, what, so, can, what, can, what can you just disclose without giving too much away? Oh, no, because my uh, concept has changed. My, my brand is evolving because I am trying to grow as a person. Okay. Um, again, you manifest. When you manifest things, you create things. It's not just a physical manifestation. It's an internal manifestation of who you are. So what you create has power when you know who you are you're able to put more of you in it. So um, starting out, I had a variety uh, educational travel, like cultural travel type show that started back in Florida and it was called Quest with You. Um, and I interviewed uh, different people who were influencers within the Tampa community. Uh, I, uh, video, I interviewed um, certain establishments um, in uh, Ybor City and within Tampa, uh, relevant to just the overall culture that it had. And it was um, educational starting out. Like, I have good content. The visuals is, is a very – hello? Yep. Okay, uh, make sure you're still there. It's a, a, right. It was a – the production was – the production was so good that you would think that I was already there. Like I, LLC was there established, business name, everything was good. And then seeing the production is like, this guy, this guy got it. And it's like, no, I don't got it. God just has favor on you sometimes when you're trying to do things. And I have a good eye. Like I have a really good eye for talent. I have a really good eye for talent. I have a good eye for business. I just have circumstances that limit me and what I can do with the knowledge that I do have. Um, and now um, my show, which is really weird because I thought of this before you started doing this with um, regular TV, uh, incorporates my band. Um, and right now things are on hold with the band, but I'm pushing forward with creating content. Now the content of my life has nothing to do with what my show is going to be about. My live okay. on IG is all about just putting out into the universe, establishing myself and letting people know who I am and what I stand for and letting people share positive vibes and making it a therapeutic, you know, just place to just talk and chat and promote individuals has nothing to do with my production at all because that is something completely more creative versus organic. Okay. All so, right. Yep. 
All right. You want to tell the people where they can get at you online to check out your your IG lives and also any other things you want to promote? Oh, uh, sure. So um, every Monday through Friday, you can find me on 10th Ave and some Daisy Dukes and a Haunted Top. <laughs> um, <laughs> got jokes. Uh, no, nah, but um, you can find me on IG Q underscore Dawkins. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Q underscore Dawkins. Um, I am, again, a marketing coordinator. Um, I do, if you need someone to do research and get you the things that you need for business, I'm that guy. I have unlimited resources, and I myself am good at finding the resources. Again, I am very good at finding talent. I'm very good at, I have an eye for business. So, um, and then there's also a lot of other things I do. I act, I dance, I sing. I haven't took my twerking classes, so I can't say I twerk. Um, I paint, I draw, I do poetry, um, I cook. Hey, if you like me, I get you fat. You never leave. Um, but that was just me ranting. And I, I, I'm a little special too, but yeah. <laughs> And also, uh, we're gonna get a workout here very soon. We're gonna line that back up after hey, I, I got sure, I got my days sure. I got my days confused, but we'll get back to it. Also, I was gonna say that that LA Fitness and Acres Mill. That's where when I first came to Atlanta, back to Atlanta, that's where I used to train every day, almost on a, on a pretty consistent basis. Back in like 2008, 2009, I was oh, there wow. every every day. And I will tell you, a lot of that original equipment is still there. Uh, the hardwood. <laughs> The hardwood floors are new. Those are new. Those weren't there when I when I first came there. But um, they, they're also the they're miss, they're is... missing they're missing a lot of forty fives though. There used to be a lot more forty fives than that. I don't know what they did with the forty with the rest of the forty. <laughs> I I came in there. I was like, where the, where are all the forty fives? There used to be way more. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like there's a lot of big guys in there that be like pushing some weight. Like, yeah. It's crazy. So they be they be taking. I be mad sometimes, but I was like, you know what? Let me get on the stair climber. Yeah, it it's uh. I was, as I'm looking around, it's like it doesn't doesn't change. My favorite part of that gym though is that those little skylights by the dumbbells. That's my favorite part. The the if you go like on a, on a sunny day where the sun's beaming straight through, and it just seems like you can just go stand in the light. It's like you're being beamed up by aliens. Wait a minute. They ain't got no skylight. Yeah, they do at Acres yeah. Mill. All right, Wait. so if all right, so do this. So so imagine you're looking straight forward at the dumbbell rack, right? Okay. You're all the way at the way back of the gym. Oh, you talking about right. the very the very center, the very top? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right by the dumbbell rack, where the where the heaviest weights are on both sides. So there are hundreds on one side, and you go all the way to the other side by the Smith machine. There's another set of hundreds. If you look straight up, there is a there is a there's a skylight. Okay, I think I need yeah. around noon, around noonish, noonish, and four or five, six in the afternoon. See, I'd be, I'd be by the, I'd be by the forty-fives and the thirty-fives and the. 50s. Ah, so you're right there in the middle, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the, on the size, that's where they get there. But we'll get it. We're gonna get you there if that's your goal. Nope, it's not my goal. You won't see me lose my anus. I'm too small for that. <laughs> and shoot, I've seen some people lift some weights and they whole colon just falls out. That's ah, a hell yeah. of a fucking sight to see. It is. It is. It is. All right. So this has been the first ever episode. This is ATL Fitness brought to you 
by the Clangin, the Bangin' and Clangin' podcast. This is Q Dawkins and this is Crossbones. Thank you so much for Thank listening. You. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. Oh, you'll be back. You'll be back. I appreciate you coming on. All right. And we will catch you on the next episode. That's what's up. Peace out. <laughs>